What's up, Geekiverse? It's Bruner 1.0 here with your raw reaction. Uh, it's a little bit late. I wanted to do it this morning, but when work calls, you got to answer it. You got to go in. You got to make things happen. So uh, I did watch Raw. I watched it at a friend's house. His name's Tyler. He's cool. You should check out his band. It's called Drifter. You know, just check it out. Search Drifter Michigan. It'll pop up. Anyway, <laughs> while I'm doing shameless plugs for friends that none of you have an idea who they are, Let's get right into Raw. It's uh, Roman Reigns once again starting the show, which is rather strange because he started the show, it seems like a lot. So not sure what happened there, but uh, I, I wasn't uh, disappointed by it. I think it was great that Lana came out and answered the call because that's kind of been the angle that they're going for. Lana is the somehow the focal point behind this because it's Rusev defending Lana's honor as Roman Reigns makes fun of her. So it, it was cool to see her come out and kind of, you know, give, uh, give Roman Reigns some crap. And there was um, a lot of not PG moments, you know. Roman Reigns commented on Rusev's Bulgarian balls. Bulgarian balls, excuse me. And then Lana said, you can go to hell. So I really like that they're kind of pushing the boundary as far as PG. That's you know, in retrospect, as I'm thinking about this, and I bumped the microphone, my apologies, uh, this is kind of what happened with the Attitude Era. Uh, it was very like, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, so on and so forth, Hulk Hogan. It, was very, it wasn't PG per se, but it wasn't, it wasn't that risky. And then all of a sudden the Attitude Era comes in and boom, everything gets real, you know, real uh, fired up, I guess is the word I'll use. And now they're kind of doing the same thing, you know, PG Era, because they have to for the uh, investors again so it's kind of cool to see what they're doing here you've got vince mcmahon dropping f-bombs you've got him talking about bulgarian balls you've got lana saying go to hell so i kind of i really like what they're doing here uh the match itself i'm not even sure it was a match i think they just beat each other up for a little while um so there you go uh rusev beat up on roman reigns he kicked him over the security barricade and then reigns came out of nowhere in the back and then Superman punched Rusev. I wasn't a fan of that. I think Rusev should have super super kicked him, whatever you want to call it. Really big kicked him. <laughs> kicked him over the security barricade, and then he stole the title, and he started walking away. But, you know, WWE can't let Roman Reigns get down too much because then he's not, you know, the face of the company that they're trying to build. So uh, I, I like that. Roman Reigns is angry. He was agitated, and then Lana came back out, and she was... You know, the stereotypical wife who's ticked off because her husband's not getting the shake that he deserves. Rusev was great. And, you know, I think they need to reserve, uh, reverse the roles here. Lana, Rusev, and then Roman Reigns should not be saying pretty much anything at all. So I think once they kind of get that dynamic there, it'll be great. But uh, that was it was a solid interaction. I, you know, uh, I really like how they're starting to flesh this out a little bit. Uh, then you have TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick, and I swear this was promoted as a cruiserweight championship match, but apparently it was not. Um, you know, it was it was okay. The problem is I feel like, once again, the crowd just doesn't understand the cruiserweights. Uh, apparently, 
I, the promo at the beginning was fantastic. They've got TJ Perkins talking about being homeless, and apparently that's getting some actual uh, heat backstage because, you know, a lot of wrestlers have been homeless. Brian Kendrick, I think, was saying he was homeless. So it's, uh, it's not something that he should be promoting when everyone else has already done it. So I, I like that uh, Brian Kendrick is calling him out, like, yo, you're not special just because you overcame being homeless. I've been there. Other people have been there. So, um, you know, you know, I like that they're making that an actual storyline, that he's actually getting heat and they're putting it into the promos. Uh, so that was cool. The match itself was fantastic, I thought. You know, there was no big misses. There was nothing too outside of the ordinary for a cruiserweight match. I really like Kendrick's barbaric actions when he put uh, Perkins' hand in the ring buckle there he actually took the the padding off and put his hand like in the metal buckle uh it was really good um and then perkins won or not perkins sorry kendrick won with the bully choke and i thought holy crap brian kendrick just won the title that seemed really fast but at the same time he didn't win the title because it wasn't a match so the weird promotion threw me off there because i swore it was a championship match um and i don't like that they're they're making him lose so quickly. He's the cruiserweight champion, but they're kind of making everyone like on equal level playing field as far as cruiserweight. So it's different. Um, they're they're really doing well at showing the history of these two. I guess uh, Kendrick used to take Perkins to classes. He'd pick him up because he was homeless. So it's it's a great dynamic, but at the same time, it just it doesn't make sense how they're building these two when they don't seem to. They don't know how to cheer these guys on the raw, uh, in, in the raw audience. As far as they don't understand what they're seeing in the ring, they don't understand how cool it is. Sometimes I feel like I don't know. It's almost dead silent every time the cruiserweights hit the ring, and it's infuriating because the cruiserweight classic was just so good. So uh, yeah, I, I like what the cruiserweights are doing. I think they're fantastic, but the crowd just does not know how to react, and I don't know how they make it so they know how to react. Um, you know, it's not a smart crowd on Raw. It's kids and wives of husbands who are like, hey, we're going to go to Raw. And the husbands are only a third of the audience sometimes. So the kids don't really understand because they don't know the backstory. They know John Cena because he's everywhere. They know maybe AJ Styles because he's everywhere now. They know Roman Reigns because he's everywhere. They don't know TJ Perkins. They don't know Brian Kendrick from 10 years ago or whatever. So I don't know how they make that possible to say, hey, these are the cruiserweights. They're awesome. Check them out. The vignettes are simply just not doing it. So uh, hopefully they can build them because the cruiserweights are fun to watch. Uh, Seth Rollins did an interview with, uh, what's his name, Michael Cole, that jabroni. Uh, it was a great interview. Not much you can really say on it. You know, you can't replace Keth- You can't replace Seth Rollins. He wants to cancel the Kevin Owens show. Uh, I thought it was great how he compared him to the guy who is the bully in school yet gets all the accolades. He's the guy who does very little work in the office and, you know, still gets the promotion. We all know people like that in real life. Uh, luckily, I don't know too many people like that in my work. Everyone works hard at my job, so I'm appreciative of that. But you, you've been in a job where that's happened. So great references by Seth Rollins in that interview. Uh, we'll see uh, Seth Moore in the, uh, in the end there. Again, faced a jobber, and I was so worried about this one. He... Comes out, he beats up a jobber, and that's that. And it's really quick, and it's really fast, and there's no, like, end game to it. This time, he came out and faced Chase Silver. And Chase Silver had this weird promo where he goes, Last night I had a dream that I was going to beat Braun Strowman up. 
And it was like almost, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it was almost Martin Luther King-like. And I was like, ah, don't think you should be saying that ever. Like it's just, it's a weird thing to say when Martin Luther King's speech was so powerful and actually meant something, and this is just wrestling. Uh, that dynamic aside, um, Braun Strowman beat up Shea Silver, and then he says, he had an interview with uh, Corey, not Corey Graves, who's the other one? Michael Cole, Byron Saxon. He had an interview with Byron Saxon. And he goes, hey, uh, if you can't get me someone quick, I'm going to wreak havoc on Raw. And that's what this guy should do. Like, if you can't throw me some actual talent here, I'm going to wreak havoc on the Raw roster. That's what Braun Strowman needs to do. He's a freak of nature. He's massive, and he displays that every time he beats up a jobber. But, like, I'm done. As a viewer, I'm done seeing him beat up jobbers. So I thought it was great that he said, finally, hey, get me someone real here. This is a joke. That being said, I don't know who they throw his way to make it look legitimate. Brock Lesnar is the only guy I can think of. At the Big Show, I'm, I'm done with The Big Show. Mark Henry, I'm done with Mark Henry. Kane, Kane's on SmackDown. Like, it's Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman and no one else. If The Undertaker were 20 years younger, I'd say The Undertaker. But, uh, yeah, there's no one to face Braun Strowman except Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. Hopefully, that's what they're leading to. Uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho come out, and they talk about uh, Seth Rollins and The New Day. And this was probably just the segment of the night. It was great. Um, You know, Kevin Owens came out and said, the only person that Seth Rollins has to blame, and then you think he's going to say is Seth Rollins, he goes, no, you have to blame me because I beat you for the Universal Championship. I'm the one holding it. It's like, oh, that's, that's money. I love it. Uh, and then, you know, he, they do the whole shtick, Jericho and Kevin Owens, with you're going to make the list, you're going to get it. You're, uh, he made fun of the stupid idiots and the fans. Uh, I thought it was great that they kind of hinted that Chris Jericho goes, I'm not, it's not like I'm facing you for your title. And then they're like, we should, you know, Kevin Owens and Y2J should team together and take on the New Day. And Kevin Owens is like, nah, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus, they have a title match. The club are still going for that, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Chris Jericho kind of hints, you know, I could be going against you. So... They're hinting at uh, Y2J and Chris, or Kevin Owens eventually breaking up, which I think is great. Um, and then the New Day actually comes out and says, you know, <laughs> they make a great joke about, you know, they can't swim. And the kids probably don't get it at all. But, you know, it's a, it's a stereotypical African-American joke. So uh, it was great. You know, the, the New Day is finally getting some comedic chops back. Uh, Kevin Owens and um, uh, Chris Jericho were making fun of each New Day member saying, you're going to make the list. You're on the list. And then Xavier Woods was selling it so well, he just starts looking terrified every time they get close to mentioning his name. But then when they were saying, Biggie, you're on the list, and Kofi Kingston, you're on the list, he was laughing his butt off. So it was a great segment. Um, And then they had a match, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, Versus uh, Woods and Big E. Xavier Woods is money in the ring, man. I did. I knew he was good, but they don't really showcase him that well. They don't let him have his moment to shine ever. So I thought it was great that they finally gave him some time, and he he did fantastic. Xavier Woods is good. Big E is good. They had one slip up at the very end. Uh, Seth Rollins came out and interrupted. 
and you know that kind of gave enough time for the New Day to get the win. Uh, Seth Rollins also had a pedigree on, I believe, is Chris Jericho, so he can't be that can't be that injured. We'll see. Uh, uh, Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher had a backstage segment before that. Sorry, I, I missed this one where they talked to Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, and it was a money segment, man. It was just so good how they played off each other. Um, and then, like, uh, Danny Masterson had his own list, and he goes, uh, people who wear scarves or people who uh, drink it in too much or whatever it was. And then he goes, people who lose a Fandango at WrestleMania. It's like, oh, good burn, man, good burn. And then Chris Jericho dipped out of screen, and we're like, he's going to pop back up. And he popped up on the opposite side of the screen, and it was so good. Uh, it was a great segment. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens are money. They should use them far more often. Uh, anyway, uh, New Day got the win there. Uh, Xavier Wh- or not? I'm skipping beats here. I'm so jacked after work. Ah, I don't know what I'm jacked after. That made no sense. Moving on, Sami Zayn versus Titus O'Neil. Uh, bleh match. They have this new thing where Titus is his own brand, and it's the brand of Titus, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Titus is everything, whatever. Titus played great as the heel. He mocked Sami Zayn's theme, but, like, he lost, and it was a joke, and that was the end of that. So I'm glad Sami Zayn finally got the win, but I don't know what he's going to do moving forward. So that was meh. Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club, took on Golden Truth. And it was nothing. Like, they did a vignette saying how the club is destructive and they're going to beat up everyone. And then they came out and said, we're the guys. We're going to push the car off the cliff as far as the tag team division. It was a snoozer. It was boring. I'm over it. The club looks like a joke. Sorry. The club is stupid now. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to think what was next. Oh, there's another cruiserweight match. So, cruiserweight match, purple ropes, purple stage, all that purple stuff. Rich Swan versus Tony Nese. Uh, once again, great, great match, man. Tony Nese is so athletic. I love watching him wrestle. And Rich Swan is entertaining as hell. So, it was a great match. Um, I love uh, Tony Nese saying maybe I should twerk like some second-rate Amber Rose. Because that's what Rich Swan does. He just dances around all the time. Then they did a great vignette where they said uh, he can battle all night long because that's his little catchphrase. The crowd's all night long. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's really infuriating as a Cruiserweight Classic fan. I loved every bit of that when they played it on the network. It was so good. And the fans just don't connect with it on Raw. And it's infuriating. They try. Maybe that's why they're using the purple ropes to like bring people in. Like, hey, purple stage, purple ropes, purple everything for the Cruiserweight Classic. This is the same kind of deal. You guys need to get this. And it's just not. So um, they need to do a better job of introducing these guys. But Tony Nice and uh, Rich Swan put out a heck of a match. It was better than the first Cruiserweight match. Um, the thing that I question, and we were talking about this as we are watching, is they change these ropes every time for these matches. It can't be that darn quick, right? Like it can't be it can't be a, a a quick change of the ropes. They have to screw those in and unscrew them and change all of them. I don't know. It was very strange. But uh the match was fantastic. I love the cruiserweights. Uh I they just need to showcase them better. Uh Cesaro and Sheamus are bickering as a tag team. They beat up some nobodies. Uh Cesaro leaped off Sheamus's back to land a DDT. 
I'm not sure if that's uh, I'm not sure if that's what they were going for, but because uh, Cesaro definitely slipped off Sheamus's back when he was going for that, but uh, that's what ended up, and it it looked terrible from one angle, and then it looked pretty good from another angle. So, what are you gonna do? Uh, it was a bland match. They're beating up jobbers, and they've apparently got a tag team title match coming up soon. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see where that goes. Uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks for the women's title was the main event, and that doesn't happen too often. Like uh, like Bailey said, that is Lita and Trish territory. Um, so Bailey was talking to Sasha in the back. Good luck, sister. So on and so forth. Uh, Dana Brooke comes in and mocks Bailey with Charlotte. Charlotte leaves. And Dana Brooke throws Bailey against the back of the wall, and Bailey shoves Dana Brooke, and Dana Brooke hurts her knee. So that means Dana Brooke cannot be at ringside. Okay. Um, yeah, Charlotte and Sasha put on a pretty good match. I think there was a great promo beforehand. They talked all the way from NXT to this match, and they kept mentioning Charlotte has not lost her title on a pay-per-view. She's only lost it on Raw. And once again, tonight she lost it on Raw. Uh, Sasha Banks is your new women's champion for Raw, and it was fantastic. Um, the match was great. Banks needs to stop doing the suicide dive. She cracked her head once again. She didn't crack it. She, she bopped her head. She hit it hard. Uh, but I think the match was fantastic. Otherwise, the weird moment when uh, Sasha was on the side of the apron and then... Charlotte tried to like do a backbreaker on the side, and she just ended up throwing her in the ring. It didn't work as well as it should have, but other than that, they recovered nicely from that, and I almost forgot about that until I was trying to like replay the match in my head. Uh, and that's pretty much, you know, the, the, the flubs, the mess-ups, the mishaps, whatever you want to call them, were minor in comparison to like the storytelling. I thought the storytelling was great because the last sequence... I still don't know why Charlotte's not going for the figure eight too much anymore. She she teased it at the very beginning and then got kicked out of the ring. But, uh, you know, Charlotte hit natural selection. Sasha kicks out. Uh, Sasha did a hurricane Rana and then snapped into a bank statement. And then Charlotte tried to go for the pin again, just like she did at SummerSlam. And then Sasha Banks turned that back into another bank statement. She rolled out of it. That's great storytelling because... You know, it's progressing. It's like, oh, what ups, it's one-upsmanship. Sasha hits the bank statement. Usually that's the match. SummerSlam, Charlotte finds a way to get out of it. Now on Raw, Char- or Sasha finds a way to counter the counter that Charlotte had for the bank statement. Hard to follow, but it's it was pretty cool storytelling. You can tell the emotions at the end were really amazing. Uh, Charlotte kept, she looked like she was in tears. I don't know if she actually was, but uh, she kept saying, that's mine, that's mine. Um, so it is a great match. This Raw was fantastic. I I can't, you know, sit here and applaud it enough because I just thought it was so good. And I, you know, I'm going to use the old college paper analogy. You turned in a B because I, you know, there were some low points for sure, but you turn in a B as far as a, uh, as far as a show here. And then, uh, you get, uh, you get an A minus, you get an A minus on this Raw. I thought there was very minimal low points. I was entertained pretty much throughout the show. Um, you know, the comedy and the uh, the comedy and wrestling meshed really well. I just thought there was a lot of great stuff in the show. So, A minus paper here for the good old 
<laughs> for the good old raw reaction. Um, tomorrow, actually tonight, tonight is SmackDown in a couple hours here, about an hour or so. Uh, we're going to review that tomorrow morning, and then uh, we've got, what is it, No Mercy? No Mercy on Sunday. No Mercy might be a little late, not going to lie. I've got a, I've got a full, full stuff, full plate of stuff. There you go. Full plate on my hands as far as uh, work and life and stuff like that. Here's the deal, though. Uh, on the, our SoundCloud and iTunes, if you, if you subscribe to our podcast, we've got a new walking carpet segment. I will spit this out. It will happen. Don't you worry. There's a new walking carpet segment. It's on uh, the SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. However you subscribe to us, it's on the website, thegeekiverse.com. Be sure to check it out. I know Josiah and Trevor Bruner 2.0 are real happy with how that turned out. Um, so be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, whichever way you want to do it. It happened or it's available everywhere. Uh, you can go to thegeekiverse.com. You can find our, our article there. And then uh, we've also got tons of reviews that are popping up, NBA 2K, NHL. I believe someone just uh, – I do know for sure that someone just wrote a Luke Cage uh, review on Netflix. I don't remember if it's spoiler-free. I think it is. So you should be okay if you want to read that before you watch. I think there's about 12 episodes there. So uh, great, great little review there. I just watched uh, the Amanda Knox documentary on Netflix because I'm a news junkie, and that was really entertaining and wildly fascinating for me as a news person. So I'm going to write a quick review on that. We'll get it up there. Be sure to check out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, the underscore Geekiverse or the Geekiverse. Uh, if you go to thegeekiverse.com, you can find all the links to those. It's real simple. Uh, we also have a merch store. Be sure to check those out. These are all the shameless plugs I'm trying to get in at the end. Uh, you can get shirts and stuff like that. We're working on hats, flat bills, you know, so you can look real cool when you go to your Comic Cons. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, check that out, and uh, be sure to click on our Amazon link. I'm going to keep promoting this one because this one's important. You go to geekiverse.com, you click on our Amazon link, you buy the same crap you're already going to buy. If you subscribe to Amazon and get like toilet paper or, you know, what things that are subscription-based, whether it's uh, the little dash buttons that you click and boom, they send it to you, be sure to go to our Amazon link and do that because it will help us out every time you do. Uh, for now, Bruner 1.0, Geeks Talk Wrestling, this is your raw reaction. We're going to get smacked down tomorrow. I'm going to go wind down. I was going to go to the gym right after work, but I want to be sure that I got this wrestling podcast in there for you. So this is for you, Geekiverse, and don't you forget it. Bruder 1.0. I'm definitely not S-A-W-F-T-Soft. We'll see you.